Hello and welcome to Come and See, a home-centered podcast supported Come Follow Me. I'm Sam Rencher. And I'm Wendy Rencher. We're happy to be with you today. We're doing 3rd Nephi 27 through 4th Nephi. And as we looked at, you know, some of the things that we could talk about and discuss, again, there were so many things. I think Sam had a lot of insights about prayer um, in your study. Is that right? Yes, loved it. You know, I, I've wondered about, you know, the scriptures tell us if you just ask, you'll receive. You know, there's been things, though, I've prayed for and not immediately gotten. But when you read in 3 Nephi 27, you can start to see that there's different levels as you ask and knock and seek. And and anyways, I received a lot of insight on how to improve my prayer and make them better. So that, that was my favorite parts of the of the reading in this block. But we didn't pick that to talk about in the podcast today. No, there was <laughs> something else we thought was really... Timely, I yes. guess. And that's 4th Nephi. Um, it's hard not... It's the, just the beginning of 4th Nephi, in fact. It's hard not to feel like that's so timely with the current political and social climate in our country. There's so much anger and hatred and division and, you know, so many differences of opinion and you know, the unwillingness by so many to show respect and civility towards others, despite our differences. And, and then in fourth Nephi, you know, you see, um, a people that is completely united, a people that is fully converted, um, with their love of God. And, you know, with so much anger and divisiveness, um, with COVID and the consequences with the pandemic and, you know, the racial injustice in the country. And there's just so many things. Um, really unfortunate, but yeah. it, it's pretty prevalent right now. But we need the messages, I guess, what we felt like from 4th Nephi to help us to um, embrace that unity and love of others and God um, that would come in a Zion-like society. Yes. So, uh, verse 1, um, it says, And it came to pass that the thirty and fourth year passed away, and also the thirty and fifth. And behold, the disciples of Jesus had formed a church of Christ in all the lands round about. And as many as did come unto them and did truly repent of their sins were baptized in the name of Jesus, and they did also receive the Holy Ghost. So the apostles are establishing Christ's church, and they baptize people. They give them the gift of the Holy Ghost. Um and, you know, that covenant-making process, I think, is a really important part of this Zion society that they are a part of. An absolutely essential part. You can't do it without. So, verse 2, do you want to read that? Verse 2, And it came to pass in the thirty and sixth year, the people were all converted unto the Lord upon all the face of the land, both Nephites and Lamanites, and there were no contentions and disputations among them, and every man did deal justly one with another. So everyone is converted. I love that it's converted unto the Lord. Like it's not just that they're converted, but they're converted to Christ. Um, and because they're all converted, it says at the end of the verse, there were no contentions and disputations among them. And every man did deal justly one with another. I don't, I'm not sure I can imagine what that would be like because we live in such a fallen world and especially you know in today 
um, no contention, no fighting, no arguing. Um, I, I don't think that means that everyone always had the same opinion about everything. Surely there were differences among people as far as, you know, their, their personal opinions maybe about certain things, um, but they didn't argue and fight about it. No contention. I was surprised. I knew that was one of the, one of the important aspects of this group of people. But as I reread it this time, I was surprised how often it talked about no contention. It, it, it seems to be a, a, an essential part of a Zion society is no contention. It just, it just comes up multiple times. And because they were converted to Christ, I think it's because they were converted to Christ, they just didn't contend with each other. They just didn't do it. Um, and maybe that speaks something about our own conversion. I don't know. Um, but they, they treated all kindly and fairly and with love. Um, and that is something to strive for. Um, as, as we study these scriptures, um, you might want to consider it in the context of your own family. Is my family a Zion society? And um, sometimes the, you might feel a little helpless in being able to to make a difference in the world as far as the, the craziness of the world is concerned right now. Um, it, it may feel a little bit, you know, like you're not in a position to really make a difference or do good. Although I think we all are to a degree, mm -hmm. but, um, but we can all in our own families choose to become a, a Zion type family, a Zion type society. And what are the things that we need to do in order to accomplish that? This chapter teaches us about that. Yes. All right. Verse three. And they had all things common among them. Therefore, there were not rich and poor, bond and free, but they were all made free and partakers of the heavenly gift. Boy, I love this verse. <laughs> um, they had all things common among them. Um, I love the, the footnotes that come from this verse. If you, if you check out the footnotes on all, it takes us to Jacob 2.19. And after ye have obtained a hope in Christ, ye shall obtain riches if ye seek them. And ye will seek them for the intent to do good, to clothe the naked and to feed the hungry and to liberate the captive and administer relief to the sick and the afflicted. Um, there's also one in Alma 16.16. Uh, 16. And there was no inequality among them. The Lord did pour out his spirit on all the face of the land to prepare the minds of the people of men or to prepare their hearts to receive the Lord, which should be taught among them at the time of his coming. And then there was also 35, 26, 19. And they taught and did minister one to another. And they had all things common among them, every man dealing justly one with another. Um you know, that's that's one of the things that this society had is they were free uh, with their means um, to share, to give, to live that law of consecration, that covenant um, law. And, you know, we certainly aren't living in that time right now. Um, but it's something to consider of uh, how can I make my family more a um, law of consecration type family where we're free to, to share um, our means and our time and our talents and, and whatever we have um, with others. It really is about not being selfless and putting others first. Selfish? Yes. 
<laughs> you said selfless, but I knew what you meant. <laughs> I'm glad you corrected that. And and you know what better place to learn and begin that than in the family? Um, I also love the end of verse three. It says they were all made free and partakers of the heavenly gift. And I let I rewarded that they were all partakers of Jesus, um, because Jesus is the heavenly gift, His atoning sacrifice. Um, eternal life, the constant companionship of the Holy Ghost, the covenant blessings promised to Israel. He is the gift. And so they were all partakers of Jesus. My absolute favorite part of that verse, which also pulls us back to what you were saying before about how people were able to not have contention was because they had Jesus with them. But that is, that's the only way possible. If, if we're struggling with, oh boy, how do I not have a temper? Or how do I not this or that. Well, the answer is having the Savior with you to be a partaker of that heavenly gift. When Jesus is with us, all things are possible. Yeah. And that constant companionship of the Holy Ghost is part of having the Savior with us at all times. Um, if we ever feel like we're not filling the, the Holy Ghost, that's where we can step back and say, what do I need to do to, um, you know, have that spirit return and be with me? Uh, okay, verse 5, and there were great and marvelous works wrought by the disciples of Jesus, insomuch that they did heal the sick and raise the dead and cause the lame to walk and the blind to receive their sight and the deaf to hear, and all manner of miracles did they work among the children of men, and in nothing did they work miracles, save it were in the name of Jesus. So with all this peace and contention, no contention, and, and dealing just with each other. God's spirit really was able to be poured out upon these people, and God is a God of miracles. Um, and so there were so many amazing, wonderful things. I think part of the, the challenge for us is to remember that and to expect miracles and to look for them and to pray for them, um, that, that those things can be a part of our own Zion-like family right now. I love that it's all manner of miracles. So we shouldn't limit it to a certain kind. The Lord can and will provide all manner of miracles, which is awesome. So verses 7 to 10, um, or verses 7 and 10, And the Lord did prosper them exceedingly in the land, yea, insomuch that they did build cities again, where there had been cities burned. And then down in 10, And it, now behold, it came to pass that the people of Nephi did wax strong and did multiply exceedingly fast and became an exceedingly fair and delightsome people. So Heavenly Father blessed them as they worked hard, as they built cities, as they had families. Um, hard work and industry seems to always go al along with, with righteousness. And God, like President Nelson said, the Lord likes effort, right? Isn't that mm -hmm. what he said? So um, as we put in effort and work, um, Heavenly Father can bless us with prosperity. Yeah, well said. All right, do you want to read verse 11? 11, and they were married and given in marriage and were blessed according to the multitude of the promises which the Lord hath made unto them. So they make covenants? They make covenants. I love how they talked about marriage specifically, um, that they were married and given in marriage and um, and then talked about the multitude of promises because there are so many promises that directly tie to the new and everlasting covenant of marriage. 
Yeah, this might be a good week to kind of maybe review those in your minds if you've been sealed in the temple of, of what those promises are. Um, so verses 15 and 16, And it came to pass that there was no contention in the land because of the love of God which did dwell in the hearts of the people. And there were no envyings, nor stripes, nor tumults, nor whoredoms, nor lions, nor murders, nor any manner of lasciviousness. And surely there could not be a happier people among all the people who had been created by the hand of God. I love both of these verses. They're great. I have a heart on both of them. Um, again, no contention is just part of the theme. There was no contention in the land, but it gives us a why. Because of the love of God, which did dwell in the hearts. Really, having Jesus equals no contention. If we have the Savior with us, then there is no contention. And that's that's pretty amazing. There's also a, an equal type thing in verse 16. No sin equals happiness. As it goes through a whole list of these different ways that there's no sin. And then it talks about how surely there could not be a happier people among all the people who had been by the hand of God. Well, that no sin equals happiness. Yeah, in the footnotes, Proverbs 14.34, it says, Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to the people. Um, and then Mosiah 2.41 is the scripture which you know says, Consider on the blessed and happy state of those that keep the commandments of God. Um, and that, you know, that commandment keeping um, is really... Um, helps us to have no contention too, I think. When we're trying to keep the commandments, um, we we have the spirit with us more and that can help us to not have the spirit of contention. Um, verse 17 and 18, I think these are the last two. Uh, oh, verse 10, we skipped verse 10. Did we? No, we did it. Yeah. Never mind. Okay, 17 and 18. Do you want to read those? 17 and 18. Uh, there were no robbers nor murderers, neither were there um, Lamanites nor any manner of ites, but they were in one the children of Christ and heirs to the kingdom of God. And how blessed were they, for the Lord did bless them in all their doings. Yea, even they were blessed and prospered until an hundred and ten years had passed away, and the first generation from Christ had passed away, and there was no contention in all the land. There's that contention word again. Yeah. No contention in all the land, you know, for a hundred years. And because there wasn't contention, there wasn't any matter of ites. Like, there was no, you know... Lamanites or Nephites or any manner of ites, or maybe in our terms, there were no separate races or um, colors of people, um, or, you know, there were no cheerleaders and jocks and nerds or however we want to divide up people that they didn't have that. They didn't have any manner of ites. Um, There's a phrase in the new proclamation that says, God will gather together in one all things in Christ. And the, the, probably the only phrase I really puzzled over, what did that even mean? But I think these verses help help us understand that, where there was no manner of ites, and they were in one, the children of Christ. So I think that's what God is doing. He's gathering together in one, all things in Christ. We are becoming his. Yeah. Um, I also love the phrase from 18, and how blessed were they? 
um, like just how blessed we're, I don't know how to say it differently, but just what amazing blessings God was giving them. He did bless them in all their doings because they were one in Christ, um, because they were living um, this amazing um, higher law um, with no contention. One thing I love about these is it, it, it's a little tempting to say, oh, well, this is fourth Nephi. These are like some of the most righteous people who have ever lived, and that's why they're the happiest people, but they had just seen the Savior. It doesn't really apply to us. Um, but I love in 10 where it says, And now, behold, it came to pass that the people of Nephi did wax strong and did multiply exceedingly fast and became an exceedingly fair and delightsome people. Um, they, they waxed strong. And if you've ever made a candle, it's made one one dip at a time. That's waxing. So yes, these people became some of the happiest people ever, which means they kept the commandments better maybe than any other people. But it but they, they still, still had to work at it. Yeah, it wasn't immediate. They waxed to that point. So no matter where we're at, we can get to that point. We just work on it one step at a time. Um, I think if you're feeling a little... Um, maybe discouraged by the political climate in our country or the divisiveness with COVID or, or racial injustice or any other number of, of things that are challenges in today's world. Um, you know, sometimes I know I've felt that discouragement over the past few months of just, you know, the wickedness and the hardness and the sad things that happen to people. Um, but maybe this week, focus on how you can how you can make your home um, this kind of Zion-like living. What what is it that you need to do um, to to um, help contribute in that way to the world? You might not feel like you can can make a difference or change things in some of those other places, but everyone in their own home can choose um, to wax strong in living the gospel and in and in that covenant living, that Zion-like living that this chapter talks about. I would encourage you as you study this week to maybe make some characteristics of what a Zion society and family is. Um, I made a list. I'm not going to share it with you because we're out of time, but um, I put 10 on my list. There's probably others besides the ones I, I added. Um, but make it a, a list of, of characteristics of what a Zion-like family um, would be like, and then talk about with your families, what is it that we need to work on to make our home um, more a place where God can dwell always. It's great. All right. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week.